My name is Sam, and I am joined by some talented individuals like I am every week as we discuss the world of indie games. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Indie Showcase. But before we get into any of that, I would like to introduce who we have with us this week. First, starting with our editor-in-chief, El Capitan Puppet. Puppet, how are you? Sam, how are you? I am all right, a little stuffy, but I hope no one can hear me sneeze when I mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Tanny, who is our marketing consultant. Tanny, how are you? I'm doing okay, you know, living that Monday dream life. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, Taz, who is our Twitch coordinator. Taz, how are you? I'm freaking wonderful, Sam. How are you? You know, I'm always glad that you asked me that. I am, again, a little under the weather, a little stuffy, a little scare at work of someone who had to go away because of certain viruses that are around. So I hope that is not also me. I'm just stuffy and nothing else hurts. So hopefully it stays that way. Okay. But yeah, doing all right. And I guess I should also introduce myself. I'm Sam, the host of this podcast. And guest writer for Game Raven? There was a question there. That sounded like more of a question. But I sometimes write for them as well. So that is the role I have for Game Raven. But thank you all for joining me today. And we'll be right back to what we've been playing. I'll see you on the other side. back to the game raven review podcast with our segment what we are playing again we talk about what we've been playing um i usually start off and i'm gonna start off with a game that i didn't play because i really wanted to play it but i'm gonna yell about it for like two minutes please someone time me so i don't go over my two minutes i just gave myself um sam has talked about a game here a few times called fnaf five nights at freddy's their security breaches and that game officially came out last Thursday as of recording. I think it was the 16th. I was really excited. I woke up early before work because, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to download it now. So when I get off work, I'm going to play it. Then I woke up and it wasn't really in the PlayStation store. And then when I found it, it had a timer for some reason of 12 hours. And I was like, huh, that's odd. Why is there a game? coming out at 8 p.m. Central for some reason. Games don't come out in the afternoon or evenings. And according to Steel Wool, you know, people who made said game, they wanted to, quote-unquote, fix some things. Okay. Promising. You know, that's not ominous at all. When you tell me that, you know, we just want to get in front of some things just to make sure you guys get the best experience ever. Yeah, all right. So then game comes out. And it's a buggy mess. Um, there's some hard locks. There's some crashing. There's just some problems there. If you have ray tracing on your computer, you're happy enough to have ray tracing. For some reason, your frame rate just drops to being 20 frames a second. 
still play it, but it's a choppy mess. Um, it's not great to the point that watching other people stream that game, a lot of people just kind of stopped playing it because you were getting to a point that, like I said, there are some hard locks. So if there's something that you're supposed to be doing, like there's a task I'm supposed to be doing, the game wouldn't sometimes produce that for you. And then you saved. And now you're kind of stuck in this loop of not being able to get out of that. And again, I, I'm still going to buy the game. It's just a frustration of, hey, someone just spent $40 for this game. And on Sunday or Monday, there was like a four gig patch. So you released a game that wasn't finished that was already delayed at least three times from 2020 to like mid 21 to now end of 21. And the game still isn't finished. Yes. I don't know. Like it's again, I'm, it still looks like a cool game. It's just kind of weird that and I waited an extra like year or so for a game that still came out and was kind of a bucky mess. So eventually that will be done and played. $40 would be spent. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll have a fun time being chased by animatronics. Um, but I did get to play a game, actual game, called DNF Duel. DNF Duel, yes. DNF Duel had an open beta this past weekend. It is a fighting game. Um, uh, it comes from a the DNO. It's like an old game from 2005 that was like a mass multiplayer that you still buy on Steam. Um, open beta was also a buggy mess. <laughs> Sadly, that was my weekend um, where it is an open beta, so it's not fully out, but you couldn't get online. Problem with that is it also didn't have a versus mode or a training mode, so you couldn't do anything really with the game. You got to play the bot, but the problem with playing the bot is if me, like myself, wanted to play Hitman, who is the naming convention is really nice. Puppet, what would you name someone who's a grappler? What would I name him? Okay, wait, are, I'm sorry. I, I'm from the Zeldaverse, so are we talking about, like, a grappling hook, or are we talking about wrestling? Like wrestling, <laughs> like wrestling, yeah. What, oh, what would I call them? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you name know. that character? What would I name that character? Yeah. Um, Greg? <laughs> Greg? Close, yeah, Greg. Oh, it's like Grapp- grappling Greg? I don't... Oh, I'm my the worst Lord. person to ask. I love it. No, you're the best person. I wanted that answer. <laughs> So the naming convention of DNF and also DNO from back in the day is literally Grappler's name is Grappler. Hitman's name is Hitman. Assassin's name is Assassin. So there is no confusion on what's happening here. There's like a ninja girl who's like Kenichi. She's just that. That is just her name. Kenichi as in Kenichiwa? Yeah, like that's just a name. Like it's that is the naming convention of that. They are not getting kind of cute with any of this. Konoichi. Konoichi, thank you. That's, 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 that's what I have ninja. you. That's what I have you here for. I appreciate you. Got it. Okay, okay. Thank you. But again, that's the naming convention of it. Like Dragon Girl, just name Dragon. <laughs> like it's just this like Dragon Witch or whatever. Like basically your title, your job in life is customer service. <laughs> your name in this game is customer service. Um, which I enjoy. Like it's again, I don't need to think of anything special. Like I'm just <laughs> I don't need to call anyone Ryu or Ken. They're just their title names. But Again, there were some issues with the online. The first day didn't work. They apologized. They fixed it. The sad thing is when you don't get into an online game, they automatically give you someone and you don't get to choose your character, which if I'm trying to figure out what character I would like to play, I would like to pick my character and not be on a roulette of just a random person every time I play the CPU, which is kind of weird. But again, it's Arc Systems. The game is fun. It's very bright and shiny and quick. 
Again, I think anyone can play it because I can play it and I'm not great at fighting games. Um, but DNF Duel does come out this coming summer and I look forward to it. So that is what I've been playing and, and or complaining about. Um, Puppet, what have you been playing? Well, Sam, I am still playing Pokemon. I beat the Elite Four. Yes, I know. Such Congrats. a feat. Thank you, thank you. And it is. Yes. Um, actually, the Elite Four was surprisingly difficult. Um, I Up until then, the gym leaders weren't that difficult, and I wasn't really expecting a whole lot. And then I got to the Elite Four, and I was surprised. Um, so, but, but we made it through. First playthrough, we made it through. Um, yeah, thank you, Altaria. Just want to give a shout out to my Altaria. Carried me through. Um, and so I've been playing Pokemon uh, on the weekends. I've been selling out a little bit. I know. Kind of crazy. Um, but I have been playing some really cool indies. Uh, first off, I have been also playing Graveyard Keeper, which has been out for a while and is like a spooky version of Stardew Valley. For those of you who don't know what Graveyard Keeper is, I highly recommend it. I'm a little obsessed with it. And it's one of those games where I just get lost and I lose track of time. So that's how you know it's a good game. Am I right? Um, I just love harvesting organs and selling, you know, human flesh to the local inn um it's just so fun auto modded from my discord when saying so uh, yeah exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> so that's fun um i start my monday mornings that way so uh like every every decent person should um i'm also <laughs> playing this amazing game called witchwood everyone it recently came out on december 9th and um, it is a little crafting adventure as well, and it is uh, set in this beautiful, uh, like, storybook style um, or, like, gothic fable type uh, atmosphere, and you're this old little witch, and um, you meet all kinds of very interesting characters, including a goat that talks, and um, it's, yeah, the dialogue is hilarious, um, and you, like, gather ingredients, and you brew spells, and you... Um, get to do all kinds of witchy things and it's just so delightful and fun um so i have been playing that uh it's by alien trap and it was published by whitehorn digital um who we had the pleasure of meeting at pax actually um so they are a wonderful publisher we really enjoy them um so yeah that's witchwood and then i'm also playing another really cool indie called the pathless that Emily Reynolds, our lead editor here at Game Raven, recently posted an article about a wonderful review. So please go check out our website for that review. Um, it's from the creators of Abzu, if you remember Abzu, uh, Giant Squid. Um, and it is an adventure about uh, a lady archer who uh, has this beautiful eagle um, who she uses in battle and to travel around. And um, it is a wonderfully masterful game uh it the environment is gorgeous the the music is beautiful and it's so satisfying to run through um like the forest and to shoot these targets it's just i'm having a blast with it so um highly recommend um again it's by giant squid um and yeah those are my main games right now um, aside from Pokemon Go, because that helps me get out of the house. Your steps in. Yeah, got to get my steps in because I'm still trying to evolve this Feebass. My God. 
How many <sighs> steps do you need to evolve? Oh my gosh. I have to I have to get a hundred candies, and each candy is five kilometers. Oh. Uh and I'm about at eighty-four candies, so I have a bit to go. <laughs> but we're we're trekking. <laughs> is there any nests nearby? Any any nests? Like feebass nests? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I have to evolve it into yeah. a melodic. Um so but- you can go in like to a nest, right, and catch Phoebus yes. and then turn them into candy and feed it. There's not. Literally, I think there's only one Phoebus in your game. I think I'm fairly certain it's like an event. It was like an event Pokemon, and so you have to like make your way through, and you just have to walk. You just have to walk, or use rare candies. You can also use rare candies, which I have some rare candies, but I'm stubborn and I don't want to use it on Phoebus, even though I probably should. But no, I like to suffer. Yeah, you like a challenge. You like a challenge. Yes, Girl, I'm that you do gamer. You, you do <laughs> I'm, you. I'm that gamer who's very stubborn and does silly things. He wants to raise my Pokemon's levels. No, I want to come in as underleveled. <laughs> let's, let's challenge me up more. Right? Oh, man. All right. Nice. Danny, you're next. What have you been playing? I am next. Um... Well, I have been playing one of the games that I'm going to chat about later uh, because I will be having a review for that. My first written review that I have ever done, and it is for Game Raven Review. So <gasps> I know, I know, I know those guys. I know, I know, like they're really cool, and like I was super stoked. I'm just saying, but <laughs> anyways, um. So yeah, I'm going to be talking about that a little bit, and I won't go into too much because then it's just going to spoil a bunch of points that I'm going to have in the like the written thing. But um, so I've been playing Dungeon Munchies, lots of good fun, um, and Final Fantasy XIV naturally because N Walker, and you know, I really love Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy. Look at my Christmas Moogle. Like, hello, isn't he? blessed people people listening to this are like what is this person talking about and i'm like yeah (laughs) don't worry christmas moogles that's all you need to know um but yeah and then i recently um when i went down home at the beginning of december um a friend of my sister and i came down home with us uh to decorate we go down at the beginning of december every year to decorate the house like deck it out and christmas stuff like it is like christmas village up in that house like kid you not but anyways um my like our friend showed me fire emblem heroes for mobile and i am sorry to say but not sorry to say that i am horribly addicted to this and i'm using all of the power within me not to spend money on this gotcha game which is very hard for me (laughs) but it's christmas and i need to be you know reserving those funds so either way i think i'm doing okay on the free-to-play way you know just leveling the leveling them up as i go and using those free orbs for those summons think i'm getting it down um so yeah anytime like i go and you know do something outside of my computer if i'm waiting around i'll just fire emblem heroes it up so that's me that's me in a nutshell well you have more self-control than i do i say to myself (laughs) You haven't seen me with Genshin. 
<laughs> I gotta treat myself. It's Christmas time. Did I get myself a Christmas present yet? I should be the most important person, right? Mm-hmm. But then that um, turns into five, six, ten, like, treats, you know? I say that with, like, DoorDash. Oh, no, I'm not fading. <laughs> I was trying to fade away. <laughs> By the way, for those listening on the podcast, I want you to know that we all dressed up for you. You can't see us, but we are all wearing plaid. And the majority of us are wearing beanies just for you and this podcast. Yeah, we Sam, also have... Sam fell out on that. Yeah, and that's okay. We'll have to send him a beanie. Ooh, yes. Game Raven beanie. Oh, you know what? I'm so sad that Red Bubble does not have beanies. Isn't that the weirdest thing? They have everything else. Ex- they have they have shower curtains, but not beanies. <laughs> you can get a Game Raven shower curtain or a bath mat, but you cannot. And you can also get a comforter. So you could you could deck your house out with Game Raven stuff. But if you want a beanie, no luck. Sorry, can't do. There is print to order shops that do allow you to do beanies, by the way. Yes. Just say But not Redbubble. But not Redbubble, no. Mm-mm. Nope. Not Redbubble. No. <laughs> They're missing out. They are, man. Yeah. Taz, you're next. What have you been playing? Uh, nothing's changed a whole lot. Um, still playing Pokemon Pearl. Uh, this last week, I caught Giratina and Heatran. Uh... Keytran was pretty easy to get. Uh, took it's a, a process to get to in terms of like you had to get a buddy and then you had to get you know, go back and forth. Use a lot of repels because they're like, ooh, Pokemon in this cave are pretty rare. They're not. It's just a Golbat here and there, but not at all uh, rare at all. Um, but uh, the process for Giratina is pretty tough because not tough. You just gotta get lucky because you go to this cave. There's a walkthrough like tells you go to this cave, go into this room. However, you have to pass the three pillars, like the three pillared rooms, and then you have to at right at the third pillar. The next room is the Giratina. Oh, I also caught caught Reggie, Re- Reggie Gigas. Also, that was easy. Um, but uh, however the rooms are randomly generated. So there's no like dedicated walkthrough to get to Giratina because it's randomly generated. So you kind of have to like have some luck. Um, it took me two tries, but about probably a half an hour just walking through rooms and watching Star Wars Clone Wars just the whole time <laughs> until I finally got to it. Uh, but then catching it was super easy. Put it to sleep, catch it. People, you know, Pokemon that are sleeping are easy to catch. Um, and then my next mission is uh, to catch, I forget, I think it's Mesprite, I think. One of the traveling, like the one of the lake Pokemon that uh, just moves around. That one's pretty tough because you can't even put that one to sleep. It's just like, oh, it still teleports if you go to sleep. It flees. It's like, oh, it went to sleep. Now, now it went away. Like, no oh, crap. And then I think uh, the other one's Cresselia. That one also runs around. Um, so you got two Pokemon in this current remaster that kind of just flying around and do a bunch of stuff um so i'm grinding on that trying to not not really too much in the breeding because it's kind of like i feel like it's a waste of time for me personally i just want to want to have the pokemon already uh but i was just doing some global tradings getting some german pokemon some japanese pokemon those are just fun to have those are just cool just like label you know it's like because it uses their like a uh, japanese name and using uh specific characters as well like german names and stuff so that's kind of cool they kind of that's pretty that's pretty nice little detail because I'm trying to get ready for Pokemon Arceus coming out next month. Um, trying to trying to hold on to my Pokemon uh, and seeing if like maybe right before it launches, uh, 
Pokemon Home will be updated for Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl that we can transfer your Pokemon into Pokemon Home and then into the next game, which would be cool. The latest like little trailer was interesting because I always wondered why. I'm like, Generation 4 was great, but like, why rematch that one? It's because the latest trailer in Arceus, they're like, ooh, who are these two clans? It's Clan Diamond and Clan Pearl. Ooh, because I think the lore is like life began on in the Sinner region, so there's some kind of like mysticism in there. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting. So there's like huge, like there's a, there's a, there's a, it's connected between these two games, especially for being so close to uh, being released uh, after one after. So that's pretty cool. Um, and of course, I'm playing Suba Fantastic Day, the greatest uh, mobile game, gotcha game of all time. It's a good time. Uh, Rocking the holiday update been pretty sweet. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I've I've got going. I just watched the movie the other day. Oh, what would you think? I've seen it before, but it was just again I still love it. Like it's it's just it's kind of super. It's just a big kind of super episode. <laughs> putting the movie. Just like, it's just, just a, yeah, like an hour and a half long kind of super episode. It's great. Uh, I wanted to tap your brain a bit. So I've never used Pokemon Home before. Yeah, and like I have like. God knows how many Pokemon, and I'm like one of those like Hundo Dex people, like you know, that's me. And so, like, I and of course, naturally, I have a butt ton of Pokemon that are like super rare and awesome on Pokemon Go, that kind of stuff. But, like, can you use this in the new one that's coming out? And, like, how does that work? Just out of curiosity, I'd love to hear that. Right now, it's as updated up into Sword and Shield. So you could bring some of your Pokemon from Pokemon Go and the previous games into your home, which is like kind of like a bank. And then from home, if you have uh, home, you can have home downloaded on your mobile device and your Switch. Uh, so you can have both the app on your Switch and your mobile device um, connected to your Nintendo account. And as long as like some of the latest uh, DS games and then Sword and Shield, you can put those Pokemon into home as well as Pokemon Go, I believe, and then transfer them. And you can even trade from Pokemon Home, too. Um, so there's that whole global trading center. And so you just kind of, like, push them over to Shield. I think it's, like, like for if you if you have both and want both exclusives, it's easier to, like, do that from, instead of, like, trading with two different Switches and two different games. Too kind of weird. Just kind of just import it and put it into another thing. Uh, it isn't updated for the latest game, but I believe it will be. And then eventually it'll go into uh, Pokemon Arceus, which I don't know how that'll work because Pokemon Arceus is more of a uh, like a prequel game. So I don't know if that's how that'll work, but that's pretty much the gist of it. Gotcha. I mean, in your opinion, though, like, doesn't that kind of seem like cheating in a Pokemon game? Because like the whole thrill of Pokemon is starting with like just a starter Pokemon and then building up your decks and like making that epic team instead of just yeah, I got this in a previous game, and I just, like, took it from my bag. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, questions. Well, like, I think if you kind of reframe, if you reframe that exact thinking into, like, instead of a single game as opposed to your entire Pokemon history, and you reframe it that way, it's like, yeah, you did work hard for that. You shouldn't have to work hard again if you already have it. Here's Pokemon Home. There you go. There's a little boost to your your latest game, sure. Like I've traded like Pokemon like uh, in sort like my Shining Pearl. I'm like, hmm, I don't really want to work hard to get uh, an unknown. 
but somebody just traded it to me. So of course I'm gonna take it. Now it's in my Pokedex. Easy. Done. Don't have to go in that cave anymore. It's useless. Um but yes, but I totally see your 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 frame of thinking of like I it's about the thrill and like, ooh, brand new game, brand new world, brand new Pokemon. Time time to go to work. But you've been doing the work for like twenty plus years. So Yeah. These days yeah. don't know the struggle. No, <laughs> they so don't. many things. Nah, Papa and I were talking about like OG Pokemon during her stream last Saturday. And like, <laughs> you know, back when there was no color and us going yeah. through Pokemon. Or like a single color, just yeah. different shades. Right? Yes. I know. Which I remember I when the Game Boy Color came out and I was playing gold version and I was like, Pokemon's in color. This is so cool because I had a Game Boy Pocket before then. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing. Wow dating myself right now oh i mean we're all about the same age i think if yeah like, that's true <laughs> actually you're the exact same age as me but yeah yes yes but um i was totally calling you out on your theory about shiny pokemon this has taken a left turn mm. so y'all just cut me off because this is completely outside <laughs> the indie conversation but um <laughs> um pokemon can be argued to be an indie game so there you go and if, if you all watching the stream would like to know why I said that, please visit our website for our previous uh, episode of the podcast. I think it was episode 43, um, where we talk about what does indie mean? And you will understand why I just said that. Anyway, continue, Tanny. Nah, man, you, you heard it here first. Previous <laughs> podcast with those educational facts. Like, that's what you need. So episode 43, everyone. Yeah, three, yes. But no, you had a fantastic theory um, as to why shiny Pokemon are what they are. And mm -hmm. I thought that was actually like, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense to me. And again, we don't know if it's actually canon or not. But, mm -mm. you know, the fact of the matter is, is it makes sense. So yeah. I would love for you to share that with like the listeners. Sure. I feel like I feel like you're going to get a bunch of people being like, yeah, no, totally. Like I was. So. Right. I'm going to start. Uh, what is it called? An old wives tale or something? Like oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Mandela yeah. effect or I don't know something. I'm going to start a rumor right now of Pokemon <laughs> again. You can quote me, but make sure you include that. I have no basis for why I'm saying this. I just it's a hunch. I got a hunch. OK, here's my hunch. I think that if you look at shiny Pokemon, they kind of look a little dumb. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. Some shiny Pokemon are just, it looks like somebody took like the saturation and the contrast and kind of adjusted it just a little bit. And it doesn't make any sense. And here's my theory as to why it's like that. Because shiny Pokemon were first introduced in, let me adjust my glasses here. Shiny Pokemon were first introduced through the Red Gyarados in Generation 2 in um, Silver Gold uh, silver and gold version. Okay. And that was the first version where we had color. Okay. On the Game Boy color. And back then they had a limited amount of colors that they could actually use. So you saw shiny Pokemon with these really, sorry, but crappy colors, color schemes. And for some reason, I know some reason Nintendo stuck to that of all the things that they have changed over, over the years. They decided to stick to that. And we have shiny Pokemon that are these ridiculous, silly, dumb, lazy colors. So, yes, I just called Nintendo lazy. 
<laughs> I love you, Nintendo. I've always loved you. I've spent so much money on you. Yeah. <laughs> I may be dumb, but I'm still going to buy from you. You know, and that is all they care about. Yeah. Let's just say that. It's just legit. I, yeah. yeah. But I know, I think that's fascinating. I think that's like such a great theory because it makes logistical sense, like from like an artist standpoint. Right? And origin story. <laughs> so. You heard it here first. <laughs> here first on Game Raven Review Podcast, episode 49. Yeah. yeah. The Thank theory you. of Pokemon. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, back to Sam, who's the host, and like we're totally like then there's me derailing everything. So Kenny, you are a treasure. Someone who I wish I to have on the podcast every week. Thank you for oh. your presence and your time. Oh, thanks, mate. Yes. And I'm completely unhelpful. I might be the editor in chief here at Game Raven, but I am one of the most distracted people and I encourage the distraction and I, you know. Thank God for Sam and thank God for Sarah, by the way. Shout out to Sarah, who's our executive director. She reins me in and makes sure that I get stuff done. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Taz over here, just like, uh-huh. It's yeah. a chaotic neutral. I just kind of like... No, I'm, yeah. I'm convinced Taz is playing another game. Like, Taz is I'm just... Super, dude. <laughs> right. What did I say? What did I say? He's currently playing something else. I'm playing the best gotcha game of all time, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, we're talking about you, Sarah. May or may not have debated playing Fire Emblem Heroes, not gonna lie. Nice. I played that on launch, like, years back, and it was a good game. It was good. <laughs> Apparently, they added a lot. Like, I yeah. just got in, and, like, there's so many mechanics on, like, really, like, the meta and, mm -hmm. like, you know, the tier list, if you're, like, trying to do raids and stuff, and, like, you like the Final Fantasy world and that turn-based tactical strategy stuff, like, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, this feels like Final Fantasy, even though it's a mobile game. I was like, okay, the stories are crap, but the game itself is good, and I like waifus and husbandos, and the game gives me waifus and husbandos in seasonal attire, and I'm like, what more can oh, you ever the best. want? Right? Right? Love Getting it. that, like, limited edition suit, you're like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's just a wonderful conversation we can have later. <laughs> it's almost nine o'clock here. Um, but hey, thank you all for your comments and wonderful conversations. And we'll be right back with the question of the week. the game raven review podcast with our segment question of the week in our discord we post a question every day just to kind of see what everyone's heads at and see what their opinions are if you'd like to join our discord please go to gameravenreview.com and a link will be right on top of the page for you to join the question i pulled for today is going to be do you hoard consumables or use them as soon as you get them Taz, we're gonna start with you uh definitely a hoarder uh had about maybe 300 uh wheels of cheese uh fighting alduin in uh skyrim didn't <laughs> use one um 
because I you never I didn't know if there was a, a a second boss sequence or what. Like you never know. That's kind of the, that's kind of mentality. It's like, ooh, what if it's like part two? Don't I don't don't want to waste it. Don't want to waste it. You know, um, exactly. Yeah, I'm rocking that cheese and cabbage way better than health potions and cheaper. Or you can get more of them too, and they're lighter in weight. So there you go. Um, but yeah, like yeah, if I see that in a game that like, ooh, this item looks cool, but it says like it's it's uh it's a consumable or i can't like reuse it i don't i i never i rarely use it because it's like i don't know i can sell it maybe i'll I'll sell something more than i will use something in terms of health or equipment or whatever um that's kind of that's kind of my mentality really puppet how about you are you hoarding those consumables or are you just guzzling them down? so it depends on the context um more than likely, I am hoarding my consumables because I play a lot of survival horror games and I am always afraid that if I use it now, I won't have it later. Except for if I'm playing, again, another game that is most likely a horror game and I want to save all the time and I need to consume some kind of consumable, consumable to save. I use those up all the time because I'm so afraid that I'm going to get into a position where I'm going to wish I saved. And um, it kind of uh, is shooting myself in the foot a little bit, um, sometimes literally, uh, when I do that. But, you know, there you go. That's me. Panic. Yeah, it depends on the game, really. Um, <clears throat> like gotcha games, for example. Uh, Genshin. I'm using everything, like, all the time. Because, like, I got, you know, X characters that I want to level up that I want to be usable in great spots. So, like, I'm using those wits, that money, those artifacts, like, everything as quickly as possible. Especially, like, pulls, like, having the wishes in Genshin. Like, refraining from pulling for new characters is painful. And so, like, on Fire Emblem Heroes, for example, I've been hoarding most resources except for the orbs to do pulls because, like I said, refraining from pulling for new characters is painful and it is an impossible thing for most gacha players unless, like, you're super hardcore and waiting for, like, one banner or another with a special character. Um, I don't know. I don't know how Taz feels about that, but either way. Um, so pulls is kind of like, I need to pull. And then, like, some of the other resources, I'm like, well, is this the character that I use this on? Or maybe not. But then I'm just like Puppet and like survival games where it's like, if I use this now, I won't have it for later. And maybe later there's like this really hard part. And then by like the time I'm done playing, I'm like, I still have this like super Excel potion of some kind in my bag that I've never used out of fear of not having it for when I need it. And then I never used it. So like, for example, like Skyrimo is like hoarding everything. Like that was just, I was picking up everything, did not matter what it was, and I was hoarding it. Um, I was over encumbered so much in that game. It is painful how many times I have walked miles back to a town just to not sacrifice the loot that I've picked up. Um, anyways, so yeah, it really depends on, on the game and the type. So. I'm pretty much the same. I I'm more of a hoarder. Like I I hoard. I am the person who in a was it 
Demon Souls kind of thing where you have like those spots where I can heal myself. It's like, well, I don't want to use my consumable. I can just heal myself there. But that monster I just beat is like right down the street and I have to go back that way. They'll respawn and I have to fight them again. I guess I'll just fight them again. <laughs> or you use a consumable. It's like, yeah, I have my full health again. Oh, just got hit. Deck And then it's like, well, now I have the big boss or like you get the boss fountain. It's like, well... This boss fountain seems important. I'm going to have to fight this person. I wish I had those potions I used a room ago now. And it just its happened too often now that it's like, no, I'm just going to keep these. Like, I'm just going to die. Like, it's okay. Like, because if I die, I get my items back. Like, that's thats my thinking. Like, yeah, I'm just going to keep these. If I don't use them, I know I have them. If I do use them, you know, they're for a good, good reason, like a boss. And not because I fell off a cliff by accident because I rolled too many times. That Jedi fight an old and I might have fallen a few. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally like that too. With healing though, like if I can heal and not use a potion, I will trek so far all the way back through just to heal mm. instead of using this potion. Yeah, I am so that way. And then sometimes when I get back, it didn't matter anyway because I have the same amount of health because I lost it somewhere along the way getting back. <laughs> like, Dr. Abbott, you, you, I, I killed you. I didn't kill you though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, you respawn after? Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, oops. Alpha vengeance, are you? Mm. <sighs> like, um, what was it? Which one was it? The fo- Lord of the Rings game, Shadow of Mordor? Shadow, yeah. When it had, like, the, um, like, rival system, where, like, if you oh, kill yeah. a guy, you will just come back and be like, I remember when you took my eye. And, or if he beats you, they would get, like, a promotion. Like, if they're a lower grunt, mm-hmm. they'll become, like, a supervisor. <laughs> that was a great game. It was. Fun. And I just, I love that kind of system of just, like, nah, man, I remember what you did to my brother, though. <laughs> Vendetta. Right. Oh, uh, I want games to do that more. But also things that I would just keep of just potions and things to heal me, because I'm, like, I'm, someone, something's going to hit, some arrow's going to hit me when I'm. Arrow to the knee, what's up? Thank you all for your answers. And if you, dear listener and viewer, would like to answer said questions, please go to GameRavenReview.com and link to our Discord to be right there for you. And we'll be right back with our main segment. There. the game raven review podcast with our main segment talking about the nintendo indie showcase that i believe happened on the 15th of december and well it's a showcase of indie games coming to nintendo so basically we're going to go around talk about the games that we liked what in- piqued our interest and also in the description we will be putting the links for each game as well so if anything sounds up your alley you'll be able to research that if you get it for your switch and Tanny, we'll start with you. Oh my goodness, am I first? Okay, how I am. Uh, so yeah, I have like three that I was like super, super into. Uh, the first one is Dungeon Munchies, which that's the game that I mentioned earlier I'm going to be writing a review for. Trying to finish it though before, you know, writing that thing because that's what you're supposed to do. So like, we'll see, you know, hopefully I get that sooner rather than later in the next few days, but dependent on finishing game we'll see but um just really overview in that sense um 
it's been out on PC, but this is now just ported over to Switch and it came out on the Switch the exact day that the showcase happened. So I was like, yo, I am going and getting this right now. Um, and so like, there's a lot of crafting components. Actually, the game is primarily focused around crafting. It's like your objective is to increase your cookbook. Um, long story short, you are a zombie that has been created by a necromancer and they have been creating zombies for quite a while um, in search of one that can be their disciple and so as you go through the tutorial it's teaching you all these different mechanics that you have to like do like you know um it's it's a platformer you know like very um if you're like metrovanias you'll like this game type of thing um but anyway so like yeah so it teaches you all these mechanics as you go along but um <laughs> the context is apparently there was no zombie smart enough to get past all the editorials so you are the first one that has been smart enough <laughs> to do it and the writing is very cheeky in the game so i've been having a lot of fun with that um but um it's nice though because they have a mechanic where you're learning these recipes and you have this bar of where you can um you know, actually have uh, like new recipes put into it. Um, and those new recipes are basically like stats and buffs and stuff. And so like, for example, one of them is like, you make a certain thing out of a mosquito and that mosquito gives you double jump, like that food that you have on the bar. So then you get double jump. And so you get different abilities and you can customize your character to however you like to play or whatever boss you're trying to dangle you know a win for and so yeah there's that aspect but then there's also weapon crafting uh so it has those two um anyways it's been a lot of fun uh it is out already on the switch so uh if you like that type of game you know you are a metrovania lover um you know and you like some dark witty humor and crafting probably a good pick for you um second on my list uh is one that i'm actually super stoked for um and it's called sea of stars um and this was i think the first one showcased on the um direct i may be wrong i could possibly be very wrong <laughs> but anyways um it's definitely one of those games where i'm like yes i am here for it i am all about this Let's go. Uh, lots of Chrono Trigger vibes. Um, I'm fairly certain the OST has some um, a, a, a relation to Chrono Trigger to some degree. I can't remember. I might be, you know, completely getting that wrong. But from what I remember, there is. Uh, but either way, it's a turn-based RPG um, that's inspired by classics. Um, so it does really have those feels. Um, it. It's engaging from like the play style because like they kind of mix it up. It's not just like, you know, your typical like briefly default, for example, that kind of combat system um, or, you know, strat combat systems or anything like that. Um, it's it looks like it's more diverse, even though it's turn based, like the environments. But again, again, like I haven't played it. Right. It's not out yet. Um, but like from what I could tell, it looks pretty good. Um, and like. It seems very fluid in terms of movement. The art style is really awesome. 
Uh, so I'm really excited, hopeful that it's like, you know, one of those worlds that you really fall in love with and get in. Um, and like, you know, as a JRPG lover, um, I feel like the game will speak to those people as well. Um, but again, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be, but it looks fantastic. And it is definitely on my radar and wish list. Um, is this holiday 2022? And I'm like, what? So is that a year away? Because that makes me sad. Or is it like January, you know? So I'm like, hmm, Nintendo, help me out. You know, like, give me some love, holiday love. But anyways, I'm probably sure it's December next year. But um, either way, looks good to keep your eyes on. Um, and the last one that I had on my list was um, After Love EP. Um, and this is by the creators of Coffee Talk, if you guys have played that. And it feels very, very much the same from what I've seen in the trailer in terms of that relationship building aspect through the graphic novel type gameplay. It looked like there was some like rhythm mechanics because it seems musical based. Um, you know, one of those slice of life type of games that really touches on a lot of different um you know real life stuff that's really hard to navigate through and it's probably gonna make me cry uh when i play it it like will most likely probably die or die <laughs> make me cry but like yeah so there's other aspects to it so um apparently it's like a dating sim too and i'm here for that like i i like a good dating sim not gonna lie like, you know, the, the weave in me is all about that hakuoki, you know, um, gotta get those, those, those folks, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, the art style is beautiful. Um, it looks very hand-drawn, um, and gentle and soft, that kind of like really relatable art style. So, uh, I am definitely going to pick that guy up, uh, and it says summer of 2022. So I'm really hopeful for that. I'm sure we'll see possibly some more for this game at like the um, during summer when there's a lot of directs happening. Um, so I'm excited to see that. But yeah, those are the three games that really like jumped out at me and uh, that I'm really excited for. And to answer your question about Sea of Stars, the composer whose name I'm going to butcher, but I'm going to try my best. Yasunori Mitsuda is a composer from Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross and the Xenoblade series. Aha. See, I knew it was something along those lines, but me remembering any of that, sometimes those things go whoop right over my head. So thank you for answering. You're very welcome. And I guess I am next with my games. Um, one of the games that was part of the indie showcase was River City Girls 2. River City Girls 1 is pretty much very similar. It is a beat-em-up. And let me just read a little splurge they have here. River City Girls 2 is an upcoming game developed by WayForward Studios and published by Arc System Works. The same people who were doing that Friday game I talked about earlier, and they do a lot of fighting games in general. Um, it is a direct sequel to River City Girls. It brings back all pre previous playable characters, as well as adding brand new ones, and it is slated to come out on pretty much everything. The Switch, Summer 22. Um, the first River City Girls is awesome. I love beat-em-ups. I love beat-em-ups that, I don't know, like, has... It has like a flavor to it, right? Like to me, and again, it's very anime influenced too, for that matter. So like, if you give me like anime girl with sword and eye patch, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. Don't put them in a suit. I'm really here for that. Like, I'm just gonna like, what are, what are you guys doing over there? 
Check out what y'all doing over there. And it's kind of the flip on his head for the first one where, of course, the girls aren't damsels in distresses. The boyfriends are because they got kidnapped. And it's like, oh, better go get them out of detention or whatever. And is it big and wacky? Yeah. Is it fun? Absolutely. And with the new game, they mentioned having co-op because you can't play as two players. You can also play co-op online, which is helpful because, like I said earlier, there's still some things out there that maybe you don't want to go outside. Don't have to go outside. You can be the ins- insides like we always like to be as gamers and just play online with your friends. I think that's a wonderful inclusion for the game. Again, the character designs for everyone is awesome. It is also voice acted, which is not something that you'll see in beat 'em up games a lot, but the voice acting also is very much like anime-ish kind of thing, which again, already draws me in as being the weeb that I am. And I just enjoy that world a lot. So to get to, get to see it again with more levels, again, People already kind of knowing a little bit about River City Girls. So it now has a little bit more hype behind it, a little bit more money behind it. And you can see it in the trailer. So I'm really excited about River City Girls and to be able to fight once again to get my boyfriend back. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be on pretty much everything. PC, PlayStation 4, 5, Switch, of course, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series. And next we have Puppet. Puppet, what are your games? Yeah, so I had two games that caught my eye. Um, well, I had more than two, but I'm um, I'm going to keep it to two. Um, the first one, I was actually really excited about this game because I have been looking for a game uh, where my little sister and I can play together. Um, I, if you guys know my little sister, Little Forest Faye, she's a part of Game Raven here. Um, and she has streamed before and is going to be jumping back in again. Um, I love her very much, and we have not had a video game that we've played together in a long time. So when I saw this video game, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And it's called um, Alicia, the Oblivion of the Twin Goddesses. And um, it's by underscore enjoy brick um, and published by P-Cube. And um, it is a beautiful um, fantasy adventure um, about these two twin girls, Alicia and Aisha. And uh, Alicia is an emotional journey into this unknown um, place with very unique gameplay. And this is why it also kind of caught my eye. Apparently, um, it was built specifically around the Nintendo Switch and has really unique like hardware features. Um, and what I mean by that is like um, one one player um, can either play on the TV or in handheld mode. And each player has a specific like um, piece of information that they have to share with the other. So they're seeing different things. And I love games like that. Um, And it also has diverse endings too, which is another factor that I love a lot. Um, So basically this game is just you know, I'm just very excited for it. It looks beautiful. Um, it's something I can play with my little sister. And um, it has, you know, um, really interesting and uh, unique gameplay. I think they also use motion control, which um, I I have a mixed, uh, you know, relationship with motion control in general. Um, I think about Skyward Sword, but we've come a long way since then. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, but overall, it looks just just beautiful. So that's my first game. Um, and that is coming out in spring of 2022 for the Nintendo Switch. 
My second game that I'm looking forward to is very interesting. It sounds intense. It's called Endling Extinction is Forever. Another gorgeous game. I love the art style here. Um, And it's about a mama fox. And it looks so cute. But after reading about it a bit more and seeing the trailer, there is a lot to this game emotionally. And the story is super intense. So you're this mother fox on Earth. And your cubs, uh, you have three of them and you need to take care of them to survive this world that is slowly destroying itself. And um, you have to feed them and you get to watch them grow and you see how each of them develops into like different personalities. Um, And along the way, you're discovering that like the human race is corrupt. I know, right? Didn't guess that. (laughs) Um, And it's polluting and exploiting um, resources in the natural environment around you. And um, basically, you are just fighting extinction as this fox. And it's it looks adorable, but those are some really heavy topics. Um, and I love games like that. I love the depth. Um, and also uh, the contrast of like the cute art style with the depth of the story and the seriousness of, you know, what that story is. So it looks it looks amazing and wonderful. It's coming in spring of 2022. Um, and it's not just coming on the Switch. It's also... Um, going to be released on Steam, Epic Store, PS4, Xbox One as well. So those are my two games. Very nice. And Taz, what games do you have? Uh, <clears throat> yes, these games are very different from one another. Um, one is, my first one, is uh, Gerda, A Flame in Winter, uh, set to release in 2022. No specific season. Um, developed by or uh, developed by Porta Play. Um, not much information on those cats uh, that I could find, but published by Don't Not Entertainment, um, which have been involved in Life is Strange, Life is Strange 2, um, some other games like that. And uh, Gerda is quite like those kinds of games. Narrative-based, conversation-based. It's kind of it's an adventure role-playing indie game. Um, you're rocking, uh, your protagonist is Gerda, living a quiet life in a Danish village, very tiny Danish village, uh, during the World War II occupation. Um, so with that, if you know the history behind that, rough, rough out there, um, for those cats. It's cold, it's freezing, guns blazing in the distance, scary all the time, just trying to live your life, protect your family, just kind of try to live the best you can. Um, uh, and you kind of just I like upon reading it, it seemed like you're just trying to get by. There's no re, no, there's no um, uh, like set plot or conflict yet. The conflict could be the world around you. Um, but in the game, once the game gets closer to release, there probably could be a more of a unfolding of what the plot's going to be like. But um, the art still what caught me about this game was the art style. Um, it looks it looks very like uh it's as if someone took pixels and then just brushed it over with watercolor you know what i mean like that kind of canvas very beautiful very simple 
but like especially when it comes to like the environment on the outside uh you know it's 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 snowy it's cold i i look at the picture i'm like it's freaking freezing i'm cold i'm looking at it right now i'm not even there um but it just looked interesting and there are some um like top down gameplay aspects when you're kind of going through rooms but there's the outside when you're talking to people um and it kind of just uh just it's all about a mix of exploring dialogue options and resource management and relationship management because we all know if we have played life is strange and things like that um being friends or not being friends with a specific person can either help you or hinder you um and all you're just trying to do is protect your loved ones um so not a whole lot on this game at the moment but i'm glad it was featured in uh nintendo uh indie world love that love to see that so i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing um more on this game because i do like those types of uh those types of games decision-based gaming is is definitely something i thoroughly enjoy um and that was gerda a flame in winter second game is a completely different game it is called parkasaurus this game is developed by wash bear studio um those cats at wash bear it's two two people in canada and uh that's kind of uh far north somewhere in canada Two friends, two best friends uh, made this game. I think this is our only game so far. Um, it's also published by them as well. And it's actually out on Steam at the moment. Um, but uh, it will be releasing in spring 2022 on the Switch. And Parkasaurus is a dinosaur tycoon builder. So if you liked uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and all those kinds of... Uh, even like, was it Zoo Tycoon or something like that? Um, very similar. If you're familiar with those kind of uh, city management games simulation strategy games you're gonna love it what caught my eye about this game was looking through the screenshots i noticed uh a dinosaur with a beanie on and that's what really grabbed my attention because i love seeing it like i love it's adorable it's so cute i love it it's awesome it's hilarious um and i i think it'd be a great game again it's already on this it's already on uh pc on steam but i think it'd be hilarious to kind of take this on the go with you on the switch and kind of take care of your dinosaurs take care of the crowds it's like jurassic park without the screw-ups you know without the bad things happening and so if you're familiar with tycoon games you it's fully customizable you gotta you gotta you gotta build from the inside out you kind of have to build cages for these specific dinosaurs make sure their habitats are all nice feed them well um it looks like on the screenshot here their care so it looks like they have basic food needs and you probably have to uh deal with like herbivores and carnivores um, how much love you give them, how many gifts you give them, how many much medicine you give them, and really take care of these dinosaurs while also taking care of the um, patrons here on the on the in your little 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 dinosaur zoo. And I've seen a lot of um, like dinosaur type sim like strategy simulation games. Uh, I've never been like as like invested, mostly because those games are typically like hyper realistic. So you are marking, working with more of a kind of Jurassic Park feel. This one feels more lighthearted, more fun, more friendly, more just like colorful, cartoony. Um, not to say those games are bad, but this one definitely just kind of it it, it just kind of brings you in with the sense of, oh, I'm dealing with dinosaurs as opposed to like, oh, crap, I'm dealing with dinosaurs type situation. Because in those games, you have like electric fences and stuff. This one, they're just, they're just rocking, rocking little, little cages, some trees here and there, some fences. No big deal. 
they're all they all have a smile on their face they're all just chilling with their little beanies and stuff uh and again that is uh will be available for the switch in spring 2022 it is available now in on uh, steam and thank you taz for those games and again like mentioned earlier we will be linked games um in our podcast description if any of these sounded up your alley check them out um but that will be the end of this podcast thank you for listening thank you for watching and i have been your host sam you can find me on all platforms under sam said it dfw taz where can you be yes you can find me at taz c devil three on all the social meds i do stream on for the game raven review channel twitch channel uh monday nights at 7 p.m i don't think i will tonight most because long week christmas week uh charity stream week and i still have my own work uh <laughs> that i have to do uh so i'm gonna take as much uh self-care rest tonight as possible but normally i will be available on twitch um again monday nights 7 p.m uh, as well as being a host for the raven party game raven stream on sunday nights at 7 p.m pacific center time playing multiplayer games with some ravens or some folks that want to join um so if you are interested please feel free to let me know We'll get you, we'll, we'll we'll run a game, you know. We'll run one together. All right, puppet. I am Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E N. And recently, I've been called Puppet Masterin, which is fine too. Um, totally fine. Uh, all good. I am here on Twitch under that name, and I stream five days a week in the morning time, so seven to ten a.m. Pacific time. And then I stream on our Game Raven Review channel on Saturday nights. And um, I'm also on all the socials under Puppet Master N. And Tanny. Yeah, so I am Tanny. Um, the full name is Tanny Ers. That is me. Uh, same name on Final Fantasy, by the way. Tanny Ers. Last name Ers. But, you know, fun facts. Anyways, uh, but you can find me on Twitter and YouTube specifically as Revel Geekdom. Um, and I am here on the Twitches, the Instagrams, and the TikToks, all under Tanniers. So that's T-A-N-N-Y-E-R-Z. Um, I liked to think I was a regular streamer until my life became so chaotic that I barely have time to stream. So um, I am one of those pop-up streamer individuals where if I have time, I'm going to do it. So... You know, if I have a schedule at some point, you'll know if you're there. But otherwise, you know, like keep your ears popped and you'll you'll see me possibly on the on the stream streams at another day. And, you know, the best way to know if Gantani is streaming is to follow and have those notifications on. Yeah, that's that thing, you know, that that nice little follow button. It does wonders. And it's and free. It's free. <gasps> oh, great minds think alike. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And also, if you want to follow someone, as always, you can find Game Raven on Twitter and Twitch at Game Raven Review and GameRavenReview.com. And join our Discord as well. A link is right there on the page. And I hope every single one of you has a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that thing. Um, happy Kwanzaa. Happy not having to work or getting time and a half. I just hope you have a wonderful holiday season from Game Raven. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! And until next time, goodbye.